Hey guys, welcome back to the Aiden Show. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is season two, episode two of um, our brand new season, and um, our first guest is Rebecca, and she works for Texas Right to Life. And um, so, do you mind introducing yourself real quick, Rebecca? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Rebecca Parma. I work at Texas Right to Life, um, and Texas Right to Life is involved in um, protecting the vulnerable, sick, preborn, elderly um, through legal, peaceful, and prayerful means. And so, we have a lot of different um, departments, but I specifically work in our legislative department, which means that I lobby the Texas um, state legislatures on pro-life bills and try to get them to pass pro-life legislation um, right now while they're in session. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what, what would you, how would you describe, like, how did you get into all of this um, as being an activist, as you're being a lobbyist? Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I was involved in politics and pro-life stuff from an early age and through college. And I went to DC for a couple of years and worked um, up there. And then when I came back, um, wanted to stay involved in politics, but involved in a way where I was um, um, furthering a cause that I really care about. And so that fell in line with the pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that you guys have been trying to um, stop the a growing amount of having um, new abortions on restrictions. And um, having um, late-term abortions, uh, having um, abortions based on race, gender, sex, um, disabilities, all that stuff. Um, And one thing that I've been hearing a lot of is that from my base is that um, there are certain people, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, where they're like, well, it's the women's body, women's choice. But it's also the certain thing where it's, um, it's, they want to try to protect the person as much as they can, the fetus as much as they can. They, They like to have a kid. But at the same time, or like they, they just want to stand up for like, um, I, I'm going to reword this a little bit. Sorry. It's just yeah. like if every life were to matter, as for example, like all black lives, all um, the disabled lives and stuff like mm-hmm. that, then why would um, why would Joe Biden's administration be putting in um, unregulated abortions on um, disabled, disabled kids, um, based on race, based on gender. Now, what's your response to that? Because I know that it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah, for sure. So, um, there's a lot of injustice in our world, right? And, but the most fundamental injustice is taking an innocent person's life and that's Mm -hmm. what's happening in abortion. Um, and then it's doubly, and the injustice, right? When that preborn child has a disability and they're killed for that reason or sex or race, any of that, that's not okay. Um, and that's actually something that we are trying to outlaw in Texas. And so, yeah, federally, um, the Biden administration is, is going to probably be working on expanding abortion access in those ways. And so we in our state want to take an even firmer stance against um, those discriminatory abortions. Yeah. That we want to protect every member of our human family and especially the preborn and especially the most vulnerable of the most vulnerable, which is those babies with a suspected disability. Um, and then, yeah, we don't want, like, you shouldn't be discriminated against outside of the womb, but also not inside the womb because of your gender, because of your race, anything like that. Now, that, that, that's one thing that just surprises me is that how these quote unquote like people for for justice and stuff like that, they're typically are pro-choice. But at the same time, they do um, they do say, well, nobody should be discriminated on these certain things or like um, or like this kid has disabilities. He shouldn't be discriminated against or anything, which I do believe that that sh- that should not be discriminated against. But at the same time, if you're pro-choice, I don't understand how that's how you're helping the cause. You're actually hurting your own cause that you quote unquote try to help. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And there's like a disconnect. It feels like, right. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, okay, why, when you came out, when you are born, 
then you're protected from discrimination, but before you're not. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah cognitive dissonance that's going on and that's mm. not, it doesn't logically make sense. And so mm. if you believe that human life begins at fertilization, which like science and embryology, everything shows that that protection against discrimination should go from that moment of fertilization all the way through. But why would you think that there's not, especially with the younger, younger ladies, younger women, mm -hmm. why is that such a disconnect you would think? Because especially in my generation and yeah. in, in the older generation, they're, they're typically pro-life. But in our generation, they're drastically more pro-choice because they I just think they've been kind of taught that you're, it's your body, your choice, but isn't there a body inside of your body? Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, this is like more like people more your age. You're, you're a little bit younger than me. Um, so that's kind of weird at this point to talk about. But it's like, yeah, our generation um, has a disconnect on this because we care about justice, but then we don't view abortion through that same lens. And mm -hmm. so um, I think you're right. I think it's the culture that we've been mm -hmm. feeding young women and young men this lie that like abortion will solve your problems. Abortion is the answer when something's inconvenient. Abortion is the way to go. And um, I think we're seeing more and more of like that doesn't have to be the answer. That's not the answer. And um, there's all kinds of harmful side effects, not only that the preborn child is killed, right, but like also for the mother, like emotional, psychological, um, spiritual after effects that young women have to deal with. And they were, they were lied to about what abortion would provide them. And it doesn't. Now, all the facts I've been seeing and all this stuff, I've debated about this, of course, all the facts I've seen is that they always reiterate that's not the right plan to do abortion. But why would you think that the uh, uh, people are trying to influence younger girls, younger ladies, younger women to have an abortion rather than not? Because they say it's for their own good, but it's really hurting them more than often. But they, but they're so indoctrinated that they think it's for their own good. What would you say to that? Yeah. So I mean, I can't necessarily speak for why everyone would do it. I think to, I think it's just a large extent of like this lie that that so many people have believed for so long. Mm -hmm. And when you when you find out something you believed is a lie or you think it's a lie, it's really hard to step back from that, mm -hmm. right? And so I think um, women who have been who have had an abortion and maybe feel that that hurt from it instead of instead of encouraging other women not to do that they just press in harder to that of like this is our right and framing it in a rights uh like that right language um versus talking more about like okay what what is the unborn child and mm -hmm. and do you think that all human life is valuable and should be protected mm -hmm. and and different things like that like at a very surface level instead of getting into more of the arguments underneath mm, Yeah, because I mean, as of right now, abortion is a right that we do give out, but at the same time, shouldn't the child and the, and the woman also have a right or else that just kind of defeats the whole purpose of the right to per live or pursue happiness? Yeah, totally. Um, but I, that's why I, I kind of get disconnected right there is that how can you be so firmly for justice but at the same time be so firmly for abortion yeah. there's really no connecting there and it's really hard to kind of I, I don't know how other people view it i mean because you know you got certain people who say well if you get raped now here's another question for you yeah. is that if you get if you were to get raped and stuff why is abortion not the best option because that that's a question that's that's an argument that they keep on getting upset yeah. if you're raped or um or if it's just unplanned what would you say yeah well that kind of situation is so tragic right mm -hmm. like um, yeah, my heart goes out to, to those women. And the, 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 the answer to that question is just because one wrong has been perpetrated against you, 100% acknowledging that doesn't mean that another wrong needs to happen. Um, 
in reality, most women who are um, become pregnant from rape do choose life and they are glad they've chosen life. Um, so that's very, thank the Lord, that's very few cases um, where that kind of situation happens. But it goes back to, okay, well, what is the unborn child? If it's a human being, then yes, the, the way that the woman came to have that child is is sad and heartbreaking, but it doesn't change what the human or what the unborn child is. And so we either believe that all life is valuable and we're gonna defend it in every circumstance, even the hard ones, or you don't. Um, and if you're going to follow science, then there's only one conclusion. Now about the now here's another common um, rebuttal to all of this is that should a man have a voice in abortion? Yeah, um, I think that's a really good question, and I think absolutely mm-hmm. men need to speak up on this issue. Mm-hmm. To, we frame it as a right, and we talk about women's rights, and yes, but the impact of abortion doesn't just impact women. It impacts the fathers. It impacts men. It impacts our society. And so, and men need to be involved in this 100%. Now, why do you think that women are so stuck on that? This is such, this is a right. Nobody can take this away from me that, um, that they're, 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 um, that then they, then they even think that men are trying to, um, infringe on it. Um, why do you think that that's happening? right now, especially in these days? Yeah. So I don't know if it's happening more now or we're just like noticing it more because I will just point out that with the, when the Supreme Court ruled on this, it was nine men who made abortion legal. Yeah. So I don't think it's fair now, like people saying that men should not be involved in this because they've been involved from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I think like we've been talking about, like it's it's been framed so much as a right and been talked about as a woman's right that we just have to change how we talk about it because that's not what it is. It's not a right. Um, you know, I, and it's not something that only is applicable or impactful to women. Hmm. So we just need to change how we talk about it in our, in our conversation as well. Now you said it's not a right. What do you, can you um, elaborate on that? Yeah. So, so the Supreme court ruled, right. Hmm. The, the abortion is legalized and, and made it um, quote unquote, a right. Hmm. The reason I would say it's not a right is because um viewing the constitution from a strict perspective, abortion is never mentioned there, you know, and even in their, um, their opinions on the ruling, the Supreme court in Roe v. Wade, you know, talks about finding this right to privacy, this right to abortion in the penumbras of the constitution, which is like what that means. Penumbras is a crazy word, right? What does that mean? Like the shadows of the constitution. Mm -hmm. So they're just extrapolating these ideas Mm -hmm. from the constitution and never actually says that. And so that's why we're working to reverse it, because we think this was an unjust ruling that found this right that doesn't actually exist. I fully agree with you on yeah. that. But there's another big um, pushback to all this is that they say um, that the number I don't know how they um, I don't know how to word this right. But they say like a baby would be considered a parasite to the woman. Now, scientifically, that's not true. Yeah. It's not considered a parasite. But why would they be thinking it's a parasite whenever it's a natural human? Yeah. So I think, again, partly like how we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to some extent where the baby is, is taking nourishment from the mother, mm-hmm. but that is also like the womb is the place the unborn child is supposed to be. And, um, and that unborn child immediately like has their own DNA. They're an individual human being, according to any sort of scientific way you look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so parasite, it, 
you know, describes like a tumor growing. It's unnatural and it's sucking away life. The unborn child is not sucking away life and it's completely natural for that baby to be in the mother's womb. Mm -hmm. Now, another big statement against all of that is that, well, since it's not a parasite, but why is it? But it's basically feeding off of me. So how would that, how would that in turn, how would it not be a parasite? Because it is living off of you, but at the same time, it is a human being. Where would you say that um, that text right to life stands on that, or where you stand on that? Even yeah, better? for sure. So, so a lot of times it's helpful to think about this of taking the unborn child because the unborn child is just a child that's in the womb, right? So, like if we think about this child was two years old, and your two-year-old child, like two-year-olds are needy. They mm-hmm. feed. They're like they are like not a parasite, right? But mm-hmm. they're like needy from their parent feeding off the parent, draining the parent. Mm -hmm. Well, we wouldn't say like, yeah, you can kill the two-year-old, it's fine. We wouldn't, we'd Mm -hmm. say like, no, that's wrong. That is not morally correct. Mm -hmm. So thinking about the unborn child in the same way, yes, the unborn child is needy from the mother, but but if we follow the the science and the belief that it's a human being, you can't kill that child Mm -hmm. just because they're in the womb, just because of the location of the child, you know, just because we couldn't, you couldn't kill anyone just because of their location. Mm Now, another big thing that happens is that they tend to not listen to science on this world. They praise their, their self for listening to science. What would you say to that? That they, they, they say that they, oh, the science is this, the science is that on almost every issue. And that, that tends to be the left on almost every issue where it says, oh, the science is this, the science is that. But then on this topic, the science backing it up goes to pro-life, but they disregard the science. Why, why is that? Yeah. I think it's just a cognitive dissonance like we've been talking about. And it's we have to engage with that and, and keep pointing to the science and the embryology because it's 100% on the side of pro-life. And just encourage those who disagree with us to at least engage truthfully and say mm-hmm. like, okay, you believe the science, like this is the science. So we at least need to have an honest conversation about what's going on here and not um, muddy it with talk about rights and things like this. Well, because factually, it, it, science, it is on the side of pro-life, mm-hmm. but I, but feelings-wise, I could see how yeah. it's pro-choice. But the point is that they are so into science and stuff like that. Why would they just bleep out this? Or do you think it's just become a mainstream kind of party thing just to bleep that little bit of science out? Just like, for example, like um, if you didn't like something like how nuclear um, energy is clean, mm-hmm. you could just bleep that out and then you say it's bad. What, what yeah. would you say to that? Yeah, I think science, the word science and the idea of science has become very party ideological right and so like yeah if it's inconvenient you just cancel it and um and that's definitely been come the case with abortion we just ignore the fact that it's a human being from the moment of fertilization and the democratic party fights for abortion at all costs and and the republican party stands against that and um I think that's again where we just have to like keep pushing for an honest conversation um and a truly science-based conversation Mm -hmm. Now, why would you think that the Democrat Party so pushes so hard for um, for abortion, especially with Joe Biden's new policies? For example, uh, they support taxpayer-funded abortions, which actually is illegal under the Hyde Amendment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're saying that, oh no, taxpayer-funded abortions have not been going on. That we need to. But the point is that they have been going on because the money's been going to Planned Parenthood. But Planned mm-hmm. Parenthood is saying that they're used for other things, which they're really not. Now, what would you say to people that's saying, oh, but Planned Parenthood does more than abortions, which they actually sci- factually proven. 
um, over 95% of their work has to deal with abortions. But yeah. what would you say to the people that deny that fact and that they say, oh, well, Planned Parenthood does breast exams, cancer exams, which they do like 2% of, I think. What would you yeah. say to that? Yeah. So first of all, I'd say just that of like most of the time, these Planned Parenthood facilities are not doing those other services. They're both abortion focused, but like, let's even say they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are. Well, the fact is that their organization is, it, it profits off the murder of unborn children. Mm -hmm. And so as tax, whenever government gives money or its stamp of approval to something, we're we are giving a stamp of approval and saying like, we agree with this. Well, abortion is controversial, first of all. And, and um, we are, it, it's not right to send taxpayer funds to an organization that literally profits off the murder of unborn children, mm -hmm. even if those funds are being sent to an organization to do other services. Mm -hmm. It's not like we can't give that stamp of approval through our taxpayer funds, especially when a majority of Americans disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And when so many community health services um, centers are available to provide those same services and not have any association with abortion. Well, Democrats do oppose those um, those pregnancy center alternatives, which yeah. um, that happens to be um, adoption centers, um, orphanages, stuff like that, which what I've been saying for a long time is that we need to defund the abortion sector and put it back into those sectors because we're saying, well, I don't want my kid going in there. Well, yeah, you wouldn't, especially if your mind's going to an abortion clinic. Yeah. What would you say to the people who are saying, well, Planned Parenthood does more good than harm? What would you say to that? That's false. Yeah. False. You can bring us up some statistics or stuff that shows us that because I think that some people may be kind of be like, no, it does more good than bad. But yeah, for sure. So one, just the fact, like you said, I mean, looking at their annual reports, they profit off the profit off abortion, profit off killing unborn children. Um, they have been known to, you know, traffic bo uh, baby body parts. They don't report minors who are suffering from sexual abuse. They um, in the recent Title 10 defunding that uh, President Trump passed, which probably will be reversed by the Biden administration. But he essentially said in that Title 10 is a family planning services program. And so they help women. But he said, OK, if you do abortion, you need to separate them. You can do these other family planning services, but abortion does not count. It's separate and you need to have separate, separate you know, facilities, separate everything. Well, Planned Parenthood, instead of agreeing to that and separating out abortion, they just withdrew from the program entirely. So essentially they're saying like, we care more about abortion and protecting abortion than we do about separating our facilities and separating our books and continuing to provide these services to women. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say to the people who, for example, um, who are like, well, because of Planned Parenthood, um, they've helped more women and stuff like that, but they're just strictly against abortion because let's say they're non-religious or they, um, or they just think that the only reason why they're pro-lifers is because of religion. What would you say to that? Because it is factual that they're not all pro-lifers are religious like yeah, most people are. Totally. No, I think more and more people, when you look, it kind of goes back to science, right? Like even taking religion and, and morale, morality, I suppose, out of it. If you just look at science and you're going to be objective and say, okay, do humans have an inherent worth? If they do, when does human life begin? If, it, if you trust the embryology and begins at conception, then, and you truly value human life, then you have to, you have to follow the logical conclusion, whether that, and that doesn't come from religion, that comes from science, that comes from just being logical and, and following um, logical thought of when does life begin and is life inherently valuable. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I did do a poll on this, um, I believe 36%. Uh, people did say that abortion was moral. Now, if we take all the science, all this religion out of it, what would you say to that 36% that said abortion is moral, that it's okay to do morally? Yeah. So I guess I'd ask them what 
what they think abortion is mm -hmm. and if they think abortion is killing an unborn child. If they do, my next question would be, well, so you think it's okay to kill an unborn child? Do you think it's okay to kill a two-year-old? Do you think it's okay to kill a disabled individual? Do you think it's, because that's where this, like, it doesn't stop at abortion. It doesn't stop in the womb. This like culture of death that abortion is facilitating mm -hmm. is we're already seeing the ramifications of it. And so if those individuals are gonna say that abortion is moral and you can kill an, a, a person in the womb, then to be logically consistent, they need to say that human life is not inherently valuable and that murder is is okay at any location or stage to mm -hmm. be logically consistent. Mm -hmm. Now, um, there is there is kind of like a moral thing where it's, um, where there, a Planned Parenthood has actually been a lot, basically like um, targeting black people, black neighborhoods, but yet that's kind of put to the past, especially this whole Black Lives Matter movement. That's been scooted aside because they want women's rights. What is your rebuttal to that? Um, that, oh no, there's no way it could have been associated with like a white supremacist or a person who just wanted to kill black people yeah. because of crime. Yeah. So first of all, like, yeah, looking at just history, that's, that's not true. I mean, Margaret Sanger was um, racist and certain Planned Parenthoods are distancing from her because they know that. Um, but even, yeah, like saying what you said of like, okay, that's historical, whatever, that's in the past. What about now? Well, Planned Parenthood facilities are significantly more frequently located in communities of um, like of minority communities. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you go where the business is, right? And that's really crude to say it that way, but that's what Planned Parenthood is. It's a business that profits off killing children. And so they go where the business is and they go into these minority communities. And that is completely disgusting, you know, like that's discriminatory. Um, and it's something that we are fighting to stop and we need to stop. Now in, in um, culture today, it's considered like, I know there's movies coming out about this where like, they're picturing abortion, like we're heavily banned abortion states like Missouri or like Arkansas as bad states, for example. Like there's a brand new movie, I believe it's two girls. She finds out that she's pregnant and she wants to go to New Mexico or um, California or Nevada, I believe. And then they want to go on a road trip because she got pregnant, but she doesn't want to tell her super religious parents. And so they want to go there for the abortions. But it depicts all these states as bad states. What would you say that are, is is mainstream, just a mainstream culture today trying to really push that incentive that um, abortion is good? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's a clever way to do it right through our entertainment. Um, and it's subtle, too. And so, yeah, it's just feeding this lie, right, that abortion is the answer and the states that facilitate that are good instead of looking at, no, like there are other options and life is an, an is a the best option and you will never regret it and the states that protect that um are doing a good for our society mm -hmm. to an extent to add on that is that like poor um people and stuff like that they've been um the whole like women's um march stuff like that mm -hmm. there's there's really only one topic that it focused on which is abortions like you could say women's rights for equal pay wage which i did debunk that mm -hmm. in my, one of my earlier videos but one of my earlier podcasts but that's that, it's really not even about the wage gap anymore. It's about abortion because they've already tried the wage gap's done. Now it's about abortions because yeah. they're trying to, and in my opinion, they're trying to steer it towards younger girls, younger women, because that's the easiest target to bait off of. Because if you get them young, you got them for a while. What's your response to just saying that? Um, all of this, all of this, like the women's, what, what's your response to the women's march basically or women's movement? Yeah. Um, well, as a, younger professional working woman, I think it's completely unfair to 
tell women that the only way to be successful and the only way for us to, you know, have equality with men is to have to kill our unborn child and to work against our, like the way our bodies naturally work. Um, and so like for the women's march to be genuine, we have to include all women and that includes pro-life women. Um, and so I think it's just missing the point and, and kind of like just unfair to women. Like we talk about, we're trying to promote each other and I'm for that of course too, but not at the expense of um, like only giving me one option and that's doing something that harms my unborn child, you know? Now a bunch of people have been actually leaving the feminist movement. They'd say that they're, they're not a feminist, but they are women's rights activists like back then. Yeah. Well, would you would you say that feminism has gone a bit off the rails nowadays? Yeah. yeah, when you look at like the original like suffragettes like Susan B. Anthony, she was I think everyone, every any feminist or anyone looking at history would be like, yeah, she was a great feminist, like fighting for women's equality and rights. And she was strongly pro-life too. Um, so yeah, it's a lot different now, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Now, like these radical, radical feminists and stuff, they have just, in my opinion, they've gone off the rails with everything that they're pushing for. They're even pushing for like a, a blue tax or whatever, where the males tax, but the mm -hmm. females not. Mm -hmm. Why has it become this far in this mainstream for normal women, normal feminism to be this extreme? Why, why do you think that yeah. is? I think, I think we've made great strides as women for equality mm -hmm. um, and there's still more to do certainly, but I think sometimes we, we get caught up in, in we're trying to pr approach ways that don't actually mm -hmm. like, aren't actually going to fix things or, or putting men down. Mm -hmm. And that's not equality. Mm -hmm. Like equality means men and women are equal, mm -hmm. not like, Oh, well, I'm going to tax men for something. And it's not fair to tax women for something. Or, or, or like the quote, kill all men, but then the men can't say kill all yeah. women, but it just makes no sense. Exactly. Really. Like as women, we are logical beings. And if we're fighting for equality, which I think most feminists would say we are, then we don't need to put men down in that process. And, um, just one more question just yeah. um, to end it off now. I love talking with you with all this pro-life stuff. Pro-life stuff. Now, where do you think the movement of the where do you think the where do you think the future of the pro-life movement stands? Yeah, I think we have every reason to be hopeful. Um, yes, the federal at the federal level we have um, Democrat in the White House and in Congress, but we have a strong Supreme Court, um, and the states are moving. The states are working to advance pro-life laws. I think we have. Um, culture on our side. We have science on our side and um, we have young people caring about this issue and wanting to fight and be involved just like you and like your friends. And um, and so we have some really strong legal minds too. And we're going to push some legislation so that we can protect more more babies and and uh, end elective abortion in our country. And so I think there's every reason to be hopeful that we're going to win. Well, thank you so much for interviewing. Um, thank you so much for coming out. And, yeah. um, I hope you all the best. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the Aiden Show. I'm going to have another episode very soon. Um, so make sure to keep in touch. Thank you all for watching. Bye.